Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus on JJY. I'm Ken Thomas along with Tess Taylor and today our guest is Crow Wing County Administrator Tim Houle. Tim, welcome back to Community Focus and Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. I thought after sending some surrogates for a while, you might not want me back. So thanks course, for having me back. Of course we want you back. The vote was close, but yeah. welcome back. <laughs> As well it should be. <laughs> no, Tim, we kid. Uh, nice to see you again. And uh, the new year brings some new faces in your building. Yeah, we got some new faces in Crow Wing County. Uh, 2023 brings us a newly elected Commissioner John Lubke is going to represent District 2 that was previously represented by Commissioner Bill Brecken, who chose not to seek re-election. John's the former mayor of the city of Jenkins, so he's drinking from the fire hose right now. Yes. Uh, we spent the time between the election and now uh, helping to sort of acclimate him to county government, and that's the drinking from the fire hose part. Yeah. So yeah. you try to help folks get off to a good start as much as you can, but the reality is county government is a really complex organization. And yeah. so I would tell you it takes probably three to four years before you have an understanding of the breadth of county government. So uh, John's drinking from the fire hose. Uh, we also got reelected uh, Commissioner Steve Barrows and Rosemary Franzine uh, to another four-year term. Commissioner Barrows is going to be starting his second term representing District 3. That's kind of uh, the south part of Baxter and the south part of Brainerd. Okay. Uh, and Commissioner Franzine was first elected to represent District 4 in 2006. She's mm-hmm. got the north side of Baxter and the north side of Brainerd and then the unorganized territories. Um, we also have a new sheriff. Sheriff Eric Klang was sworn in last week. He's going to serve a four-year term. He also served as Crow Wing County Sheriff back in from 2003 to 2006. That's right. So I talked to him yesterday, and he said he pulled his old shirt out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> and we started teasing him about uh, button extenders, uh, but uh, he didn't need any. Uh, so no. well, good, good for him. Good yeah. for him, right? Yes. Who could fit in a shirt that long ago? <laughs> I don't me. think I could. No. And then County Attorney Don Ryan was unopposed in the election. He was first elected Crow Wing County Attorney in 1994. Don and I both got into county government at the uh, same time. Uh, He he has about six months of tenure on me, but uh, he has all of his tenure is with Crow Wing County, and that's not the case for me. So he's been working for Crow Wing County for a long time. I'm really looking forward to working with the new folks and those that are returning. So new faces, but we keep going. Yes, absolutely. All right. A couple other things we should know about. Um, Uh, I saw the note about free water testing a Mm -hmm. while back. Now there's free radon testing, huh? Yeah, and we tend to think about this mostly in the winter because all of our houses are closed up. But if you have a tight house and you have air conditioning, this is as much of a concern in the summer as it is in the winter. Hmm. It's about the tightness of your home. And radon is an odorless, colorless gas that is a known carcinogen that can leak up through cracks in the floors of homes. And if the the soil basically does. Yeah, yeah, basically, it naturally occurs in the soil, and then it radiates up. Yep. And so, if you have, if if you don't have a good seal between that and the ground, which you know, I live in a house built in 1920. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not a great seal. Yeah. So. Testing for radon just to make sure if you have an odorless, colorless, carcinogenic gas coming up in your home, we have free radon test kits to help you figure out. Mitigation for radon is really about venting the subsoil. And Mm. so uh, it's not like it's going to be you're going to have to do a major renovation to your house. No. 
it's some really low-tech kinds of mitigation efforts. Hmm. So it's really just an awareness. If you live in a tight house uh, and you close all the windows up, this is something that you should be potentially concerned about. It naturally occurs in the soil, but it varies from place to place. So what does it consist of when we get a test? What do we need to do? It tells you the levels of radon that are sustained in the air Mm -hmm. in those spaces. And so basically you hang the tester and go back and look at it later. Okay. And, And then will tell you how many parts per million of radon that uh, you are experiencing. If it's below a certain threshold, then you don't need to worry about it. Mm-hmm. If it's above a certain threshold, then you should be concerned about it. Yeah, interesting. And where do we get the tests then? You can get the test kits from our land services department. Um, it takes about three days to get your results. If you have questions, you can contact our land services at 824-1010, 824-1010. Two out of five homes have radon levels that could cause significant health risks. Oh, Hmm. that's not good. Two out of five. Think about it. You know, how many homes have been built since we really started tightening up homes? Yeah. 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 Oh, boy. Okay. Interesting. Good thing to know. Yeah. All right. Um, One of my favorite stops at the Crow Wing County Landfill is the (laughs) hazardous waste uh, disposal unit that they have there because you can bring those things that... Oh, you tend to accumulate in your garage, and you think, well, what do I do with this? That's the place to bring them. And That's now, the are they really going to be open five days a week? Five days a week. And uh, yes. folks may notice we're uh, over the course of the next year, we are doing construction out at the landfill to construct sort of a drive-through experience for folks to drop off recyclables or metals or uh, mattresses or the different things like that. So we're trying to make this as easy for people to get rid of the stuff that they need to get rid of. So that we don't end up with it in the ditches and and elsewhere. We have some problems with that in our county mm-hmm. in particular. Um, and that's always disappointing to me in this day and age that, yeah. you know, someone would think a ditch is the right place to get rid of things. So we're trying to make it as easy as possible. Yeah. And so five days a week, household hazardous waste. Um, we changed that last year to open up more options for uh, drop-off. So you can bring in all types of household chemicals, cleaning products, pesticides, herbicides, paint stains, automotive chemicals. And the best part about it is it's free. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That's a nice service. We want to make sure stuff like that doesn't make it to our groundwater. Yes. Um, and that's significant because some of these could be significant polluters. And so the best way for us to encourage or discourage that from happening is to make it easy, painless, and free for people to get rid of them. And, Tim, do you have to be a Crow Wing County resident to use this landfill? No, you okay. don't. Um, we have seasonal residents, of course, that come here. Um, sure. But we do charge more for out-of-county waste. If you think about it, this is a resource for the residents of growing county that they have paid for paid taxes yep. and we yep. continue to pay for a an environmentally responsible way to get rid of our trash mm-hmm. and so yes people can from outside the county can come here but then they're consuming the resource yeah and so we make sure that there is a charge for the full cost of that disposal for out of county and for in county it is subsidized because it is supported through revenues that we get from People bring in garbage in. It's right. an enterprise fund. Okay. Yeah. So we do distinguish, but uh, it is open to all. Wonderful. Okay. Good deal. And landfill just off Highway 210, three miles east of the airport. Yep. So yeah. Great facility. Easy to find. Yeah. 
Um, do I understand that your community service uh, department is looking for volunteer drivers? Yeah, we're always looking for volunteer drivers to help those that don't have transportation get to medical appointments or even grocery shopping sometimes mm. or whatever is the need. Sometimes it might be taking someone to an appointment in St. Cloud, for instance, oh. you know, and they can't get there that easily. So we're always looking for volunteer drivers. You've got to have a reliable vehicle, of course, and you have to pass a background check have a valid driver's license. Beyond that, we do offer reimbursement for some mileage at the current IRS rate. I think that's about 55 cents a mile, somewhere okay. in there, yep. pretty close. Okay. Yep. Uh, and if you're interested in that, please contact Matt at our Community Services Department. That is at 824-1228, 824-1228. Uh, Tim, this has been a very snowy winter so far. Yikes. As we speak, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, and we had quite the storm earlier this year mm-hmm. that knocked out power, uh, laid down a coating of ice on mm-hmm. a lot of the roads. It was a nasty one. It was a really, really nasty one, and it started with rain in December. Yeah. And yeah. I can tell you that any time I see rain in December, I know it's not going to be good. Yeah. Not good. Uh, it weighs down the branches, and then following that rain, you remember we got heavy, wet snow. Yes. And it was taking down tree limbs uh, and taking down power lines. At one point, we had 15,000 people in Crow Wing County without power. That's a lot. You may recall that was a Wednesday or a Thursday, and we were then looking at forecasted temperatures that were sub-zero beyond that. Right. 15,000 people without power. And Meaning no heat temperatures yeah. in most coming. situations. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so we were concerned about people using torpedo heaters to heat their house and carbon uh. monoxide associated with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were concerned about the potential for pipes to burst and the public health issues that would come of that. But those were downstream impacts that we were beginning to talk about. But the immediate downstream impacts were... Are these 15,000 people going to be able to sleep in their homes? Right. Yeah. Because so, of the cold and. Exactly. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and so I just wanted to reflect a little bit on that storm because what I got a first chance opportunity to see is the emergency responders in this community coming together. Our power companies immediately called in mutual aid assistance, and yep. we had power companies coming to help us from everywhere under the sun because we all know. 15,000 people, sub-zero temperatures, is a recipe for a disaster. And they were around the clock. You couldn't around go out at any hour, day or night, and not see their flashing lights, and they were working around the clock. And they were fixing things, mm-hmm. and then as they were driving away, they'd hear a crack in a branch, and the line went down again. Wow. And so they had multiple times that that happened to them where they fixed it, and before they could leave the scene, the line came down again. Uh, so those folks. Uh, we also had our emergency management plan kick in because of that potential need for emergency shelter. And so John Bowen is uh, Crow Wing County's emergency management director. And I have come to appreciate the fact that John's a really calm guy. <laughs> and <laughs> when goodness. you are in a crisis, you need a really calm guy. Mm-hmm. And so John does a great job of pulling the resources together. So the county highway department, the community services staff, worked with local law enforcement, fire departments, the Red Cross, the Power companies, volunteer organizations, city and school leaders to form emergency plans. The group stayed in contact uh, over the weekend with updates and were ready to react to every situation. We had warming shelters that were set up 
during the day at Pequot Lakes High School, the Cross Lake Community Center, Emily City Hall. So shout out to those communities and those leaders. Offering warm places and showers and everything to use in their gyms. That's what it was. It was Uh, amazing. uh, A place to charge cell phones uh, and devices so that you could keep communicating with the outside world and to take a shower because you you may not have had a water heater. So those folks just stepping up. Uh, the planning that was done behind the scenes was, in my mind, the true definition of teamwork. And here it is for something that we never ended up executing. Yeah. Uh, and so I just wanted to reflect a little bit uh, for those people in our community that make it possible to live through an event like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want us to take them for granted. I, I want us to be grateful for the people in our community that make living in Minnesota in the wintertime possible. Yeah, possible. Absolutely. And that's like you said, that's the stuff behind the scenes that people don't know unless we tell them. So to those who were involved in that operation, literally, uh, thank you very much. The Salvation Army, the Red Cross, they're all at the table. And Mm -hmm. and so it was just a really neat thing for me to be able to. I didn't have to do. I wasn't doing anything. I was trying to stay out of the way. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But it was just a really neat opportunity to see the resources in our community coming together in a spirit of collaboration. There was no infighting. There was no turf wars. There was no none of that. And that kind of collaboration, in my mind, is the hallmark of a strong community. Yes. Mm-hmm. The hallmark of a strong community. There was. And, and so I want the residents of Crow Wing County to be aware of that they've got some awfully committed people working to try to keep things running smoothly. Mm-hmm. Here we are today, probably by tomorrow, we'll all have forgotten about today. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll, they'll just take care of things for us. And, yeah. and Tim, it's, I think it's also good to know that we have... Uh, a John Bowen and his department mm-hmm. in place because mm-hmm. you just talked about one scenario. And really, when you think mm-hmm. about it, uh, we, have, we have train cars, we yep. have floods, we have All forest hazards. fires, mm-hmm. tornadoes. Yep. We can we could go on and on of things that could happen. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that there are people that jump into action when the worst things are happening in our community. I've never beat John to the punch. <laughs> in other words, I've never been able to call him and say, hey, what are we doing about this? Yeah. He's always calling me and saying, here's, here's what, what we're going to go do, do yeah. about this. Yeah. Awesome. And that gives me a great deal of peace of mind, and I hope it gives uh, your listeners a great deal of peace of mind. The fire department folks that are out there, the police department folks, the highway folks, community services, school leaders. Mm-hmm. Man, it was just across the spectrum of people stepping up to help. And um, even just and, single individuals saying, if you need a place, come to my home. Yep. I mean, it goes all the way down. Yeah, so, and yeah. this is when the best in us comes out and sometimes the worst in us comes mm-hmm. out at the same time i prefer to focus on the best in us I and what i saw was there. the best in us <laughs> yeah. um, and so i just wanted your listeners to know that there was a lot of that good work that never got executed that but went was on ready. behind the scenes yep. that was ready mm-hmm. and so when the next hazard comes the same thing will happen again yeah. yep you yeah. can be guaranteed that very good well, we tip our hat to John and all those involved in that planning, and it's good to know they are there when we need them. Yeah. Meanwhile, Tim, thank you for being here today to talk about uh, these uh, things going on and shedding light on the important work that is going on behind the scenes. Thank you very much for having me. I always enjoy coming. Thanks, Tim. All right, Tim. Uh, Tim Houle is the Crow Wing County Administrator. I'm Ken Thomas, along with Tess Taylor, and that is today's edition of Community Focus. We remind you that our community-focused programs can be found anytime. They're on our website at 1067wjjy.com. 
You can also find our community-focused programs on our free mobile app powered by Cuyuna Regional Medical Center.